0: a seat to the bar and join us for another episode of McAnally's podcast a podcast exploring the fun and fantastical mind of jim butcher's the dresden files series hosts Tans and jess and maggie bring you another round of literary analysis on this immense immersive and colorful environment inhabited by harry dresden the world's only licensed private investigator and professional wizard Join an active and engaged community of new and diehard dedicated fans focused on the fabulous themes, theories, characters, context, lore, and more. This is Dressed Dresden Files podcast, brought to you by Free Flow Rambling. Conjure by it at your own risk. Welcome to the McAnally podcast, brought to you by Free Flow Rambling. This is episode 9.17, Unicorn Fodder, where we are covering the novel, Summer Night. My name is Tanzen, and I'm joined by Maggie. Hello, hello, And Jess. India. Chapter 24. Harry attempts to call on the White Council for help, but is railroaded by Morgan. Dresden packs supplies and makes his way to Elaine, who he finds is preparing to leave town. The two talk about her attack, and Harry manages to convince Elaine to help him find a way to the summer and winter mothers.
1: Yeah. yeah, he so. gives up on the car. Yeah. <laughs> Checks out a bit, and is like... Oh. Poor car. Yeah, so finds the way to a gas station, catches the cab, pays for everything with the advance he got, which is funny, because he kind of did that in Stormfront when um, Monica gave him... And then he was like, you know, I had to go buy like pizza and I had to go buy like cab fares. <laughs> and, you know? and I was like, he's like, I really need to pay just my rent and pay my bill. Money just but. always burns a hole in his pocket. <laughs> right? has <Oosh, laughs> like, gone. Every time he's like, yeah, it's like, I gotta fix the car, I gotta get some cabs, gotta fuck. <laughs> Real life, man. I know. So he finally gets home and then he's, he's, Putters. get some coke yeah get some coke <laughs> very relatable moment right here changes the litter and starts <laughs> to wash dishes and was like maybe i'm stalling <laughs>
0: <laughs> i feel that moment
1: so, I so right so yes so he tries seconds of all right pride go up before a fall just just you gotta call him you're so far in deep over your head here you're just right so finally sucks it up and calls the number that morgan gave him and get some random, you know, I I need to speak to McCoy. Okay, one sec. And then Morgan comes on nah. the line. <laughs> so you failed. Stay where you are. Morgan's will be right there to pick you up. He's like,
0: fuck you. He
1: doesn't didn't even fail. give him a chance to explain it all.
0: It's just like, you're dead meat. You're done.
1: Bye. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the call is answered with, doesn't I even like, hello? It's just like, who is this? And he's like, it's Dresden. I need to speak to him. And then he's just like, oh, you failed. We'll come get you. So. They'll be right there. And our, one of our Patreon perks is, like, watching movies or TV shows every Monday, and, uh, we watched an episode of The Dresden Files a couple weeks ago, and it's an episode where it's just Harry and Morgan on the job together, working together, doing a thing. (laughs) It's, like, Harry basically, like, they have this problem, and Harry's, like, oh my god, like, this is bigger than me, I'm gonna need to go get help, and he goes to the council, and they're, like, fucking deal with Morgan, and Morgan, like, comes, and, like, they totally stage this whole, like, Take down like like uh, I don't know. There's I'm sure a okay. name for it, but basically where it's like Morgan comes in to shut down Harry and be like, "You fool! I've, like I'm not gonna let you get away." Blah blah. blah. It was all a trap because Morgan and Harry were actually working together. Uh, like, right. But yeah, so a it's ruse. like, right? It was a ruse. So like the whole thing is like Morgan's being his whole like, "Fuck you, Dredd, and You failed!" But then in the end, he's like, oh, "We were actually doing good this job, together. buddy. We we're on this together, right? <laughs> like we totally took down the bad guys." Blah blah blah. So That's then it's like inaccurate. so weird. So <laughs> super weird. I was just like, what? I I just, that that was too many, too oh, many on. liberties right there. Right Right? No. Nope. Right. But um, but anyways, yes. So yeah, gives them no chance to say anything. And uh, and he's like and he's trying to be calm, right? He keeps reminding himself, you know, pride role He's like, I didn't fail. I just I uncovered some stuff. And it's a little bit bigger, and I think the senior <coughs> council would want to know this, and I need help. And he's like, oh, it's always all about you, isn't it? And I'm like, okay, he's just, like, saying, like, it's not. He's like, this is too much, and, you know, like, I'm like, I kind of get it, but at the same time, I'm like, I don't know that he really made this an all about me thing, just yet. Right. Um, but he's like, oh, you think you can just, you know, mock the council and break the laws and do whatever you want and blah, blah, blah. And he's like, it's got nothing to do with that. He's like, hell, oh, is is Like, it's got to right? And then he just loses his shit on him. He just flat out, like, screams at him over the phone. And he's like, because he's like, oh, yeah, I think this is bigger than, like, protocol right now. And Morgan's just like, fuck you, you fucking fucker. Like, who the fuck says? You always think I've seen this. I was like, okay, this is where I can see making it all about him. And he's like, yeah. Like you think you're more important than the rules, and this one thing, this one test, this one trial that you had to do, and you're just like, oh no, I'm gonna get help anyways. I'm gonna bring in the rest of them. I'm gonna get up da that, that, and just fucking freaks the fuck out on him. And Harry's like, I, well, I, I, well, I, I, well. <laughs> and yeah, that's basically never no Morgan is having fun. Yeah, he's like, yeah. this was your test. They said we were, and I mean, in all fairness, quote-unquote, you know, I mean, when Morgan first showed up to try and bait him into a fight where he could just, you know, murder and be done with it right then... Um, He does say, they're going to stick around, the council's going to stick around, but they're not helping you, they're not interfering. You know, so I'm like, I do get a little bit where he's like, no, this was the fucking thing, we told you they weren't helping, now you're calling for help, right? But, yeah, it just really gives you a sense of, like, just how Morgan is by just, like, completely losing it. Motherfucker. Well, it's that moment
0: afterwards where he's done the phone call, (laughs) Yeah, which is, like, describes to me one of the most satisfying things of, like, the 80s and 90s ever. I stared down at the receiver for a second before snarling with rage and slamming it down on the table over and over until the plastic broke in my hands. Right, It hurt. I picked up the phone and threw it against the stone fireplace. It shattered its bell chiming drunkenly. Have you ever ha- I've had that moment. I, don't know that I ever. didn't slam it a bunch of times, but yeah, it, like, yeah. I, I cracked it hard enough that I actually broke the phone ha- handle the, yeah, in and half, the and then was like, oh, da- shit, that's my dad's phone, and, uh. and then I crazy glued it.
1: <laughs> How'd that work out for you? Yeah.
0: <laughs> Nobody said anything. So. Really? Wow. <laughs> I oh, got away with go. it. But there you go. This is, this is a rite of passage, actually.
1: You know what's funny about um, can't do that with the after the 80s and 90s? Hmm? There were still phones that you could throw at walls. <laughs> right, but those
0: were much more expensive. You don't want to throw yeah. those ones.
1: True. Mm. I mean, what, $5 in the 80s was like $8,000, right? So, (laughs) (laughs) fuck you. (laughs) But yes, I don't I don't know that I probably for the same reason it majority would have been like my parents' phone and then it would have been like my phone and my money. But I yeah, the, the definite like the slamming and hanging uh but I yeah, I don't think I ever you know worked on throat, but yes, definitely. So satisfying. so satisfying. The 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 wanting to was definitely there. At least on when you're an occasion. adolescent
0: and yes. doing dumb things and feeling rage Right it happens. Yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah. yeah, no, I'm sure there's more than one time I wanted to fling, I just sadly was aware of the consequences and valued my hide more than that. <laughs> But yeah, but during his, his you know... Rage? Uh, well, yeah, I was going to say uh, uh, Dresden's last-ditch attempt to convince him, and he's like, you know, he's like, I just, I need to talk, like, there's so much going on, like, I just, I need to update the council at the very least. He's like, this is insane. And then Morgan's all like, no, insane was like letting you live when you were a boy, and like letting you live when you were, when I rescued you from that house. And like, it's like, whoa, like you're definitely going on like uh Dude's mad. He's, he's got a hate on. And then we do, I mean, he does, he's like, there, you know, and then he's like, there was someone I cared dearly about was at our game. Right. So I'm like, okay, I guess that's some of it. He does like, let you're it right. slip, so- no matter what, you know, roped into it, manipulated into it, set up for it, whatever, Dresden, you know, sort of was the catalyst that the war, quote unquote, is his fault in that sense, right? So I was like, but yeah, but it's just, because yeah, even for Morgan, at first you're kind of like, what the fuck? Like, you just completely lost your ship. And then you're like, oh, okay, I like it. You're right. right. If I'd been a war the vampires, the vampires would have taken out our angel. The person you like would have been an archangel. da 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 da. So, now he's kind of up a creek again. Yeah, so he takes a cold shower
0: to emotionally and literally cool off.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I know what he said. He's like, mostly it's just so you, like, avoid magical mishaps with, like, the water heater. But he's like, sometimes a cold shower is really... (laughs) And not just when you have those terrible dreams. (laughs) 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 You know? So yes, once again, he's taking a cold shower. It is crazy, though, to see, like, you know, just how many people lay the groundwork for Harry to become so powerful and great as he is, though, because he did try to be like, listen, I shouldn't be the one going to war between the two fucking fairy courts. And everyone was like... Too bad, motherfucker. This is your problem. Yeah, <laughs> exactly right. Because it's like he, like really, like had this gone any other way, and he was like, "Hey guys, like I'm literally being sent to do like an all-out war." They'd have been like, "All right, all right, all right, all right." That's not what we went after, blah. Like, yeah, there would have been a little bit more, like, oh, "Okay, the council's coming in, buddy." Like, this is way out. But everyone's like, "La la 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 la," we don't know what you're doing. So Harry's just like, "Okay."
0: <laughs> yeah, he's like. I don't, totally on his own right
1: it's it's just like you're saying with like the ghoul and murphy it's like every time you try and like insult them or mock them or whatever to make them mad and lose you just or to, to throw them off and whatever you just make them mad and then they come at you with like full vengeance and kick your ass i was like it's the same thing i'm like you yeah, could have stepped in and given him the help, and he wouldn't have had to figure out all this shit on his own, and how to beat fairy princesses on his own, and how to beat fairy queens well, yeah. on his own. And, and you how got to the beat... whole, like, court being, like, how do you know all, all this summer stuff? And all you <laughs> could have been standing with me, you would have known how I'd known, right? Right. It wouldn't have been that big of a fucking fight or whatever like that. Like, I wasn't trying to be sneaky, but you guys specifically say, we're not going to come yeah, down well, your team. Yeah, I know, we're not going to help you win. How did you get involved in this? <laughs> like, I was like, well, listen, yeah. you fucking made me. Yeah. Once he's feeling a little less psychotic. He decides to go put on the boots. Yes. Yes, He's like, one clean shirt left in his closet, a dress shirt. (laughs) Find some jeans. And then, yeah, his... his Where's all your costumes, Harry? Where's your janitor costume? Where's your electrician costume? (laughs) He's... he's You got
0: a fairy costume in there? Come on. He's
1: been through. (laughs) (laughs) Where's your tights? (laughs) Where's your purple sweats? Didn't you keep those? (laughs) I was just gonna say, he's already been through all that because in all of his, like research and trying... I'm sure, you know, he's talking about how he's got, like, his depleted uranium and whatever down in his... I'm sure he already had to use, like, the janitor outfit and stuff to sneak in and steal that, and then he already Never had wear to... wear the be- same outfit twice. Well, it's all dirty on the floor of his apartment. This is the whole point. This is why he only has one dress shirt left in his closet. It's because he's done nothing for six months, but, you know, so he's, he's already used that outfit. It's all covered in, like, depleted uranium. He's like, I can't go wandering around town in that shit right it's now. It's very, very hairy to open up your closet <laughs> and to see the janitor uniform and be wear that before the dress shirt. <laughs> Well, if you need to sneak in and steal some uranium, then yeah. Mm-hmm. FTD, here we go again. Mm-hmm. And yeah, see, that one's on the floor of Rule's apartment somewhere. I'm not sure the hat made it through that fight. So <laughs> he's going to get himself another FTD hat <laughs> and another flower box.
0: <laughs> so Dresden loads up his hockey bag with his supplies and makes his way to Elaine, who is hiding out at a hotel by the airport. Mm-hmm. He's... It does admit that his, he found his car's air valve missing and figures out that she took the other one and does this reverse spell.
1: Yes, okay. kind of. Fine. Yeah, she's like, how did you find me? He's like, I was thinking that, but you didn't find me. You found my car. So he did that. I did this weekend. Way before. Because he doesn't have access to his car, right? It's off with the mechanics. So he had to think about this, like, hours and hours ago to steal his air cap back. So it in his pocket. And then be like, all right, I'll find a later. To recap, so he leaves Leah and goes to drive away and the car won't start. Chapter hey. 24. I examined my car for a few minutes more, took a couple of things yeah. off it, and walked to the nearest gas station. Yeah, oh. Oh, that's what I'm saying. Like, he did prepare for it, but, like, hours ago. Like, he, like... Was like, all right, I'll find a lane, but not now. No, uh, now well, I'm gonna go no, home and call this the was council. The start of, well, yeah, he called the council first, and mm-hmm. then no. But I'm like I say, I'm going the same. I assuming that's one of the things is he was thinking I'm gonna need to talk to her again and figure things out. So, it's like maybe within an hour or so by the time he drove mm-hmm. back to town and called them, it's not like he took all it off three days all ago all and is waiting. He, uh, yes, obviously had had put two and two together by that point, been thinking about it, and um yes, finds her at the airport, ready to bolt and is all like what you're leaving i'm not gonna win i just want to get away from ground zero and he's like well i think i figured it out but you don't want to know you're leaving but have a nice trip again he tracks her down to a restaurant at o'hare and then sees (laughs) plane tickets sitting peeking out of her purse or one plane ticket and he goes you're running no this is just with the best brunch in town and they don't let you (laughs) in without a plane ticket (laughs) 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 it's like Hmm. inside airport security you have to go through the gate to get here right Okay, but it's probably more of the slightly rhetorical. Okay, maybe, uh, but it Stally, it he's easy. just like, well, you're running? But maybe it's just like, you're running? Yeah. Yeah. Although, uh, no, no no, no, you no, no, did have that moment
0: oh, uh, with, the, with um, Elaine yes. calling him on the car.
1: Yeah, it was before that. Yeah.
0: Yes, because he's like, yeah, I took it off the Blue Beetle. <laughs> right. You, had to look, you, you named your car after a superhero on the electric company? I had to look that up. I guess it's a ch- children's show from PBS, actually, from the 70s. It's actually a real thing. Yes. And the Blue Beetle was... One such hero from the show, however, the Blue Beetle is also a bumbling character that often make, made situations worse instead of better.
1: Hello, Which, Harry. Thinking <laughs>
0: about this makes a lot of sense for how the the car sort of functions. And Harry. Yeah. <laughs>
1: so, yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, okay, I can see it's that. A, it's going we'll to get there, but it's probably going to get worse before it gets better. <laughs> At the same time, yes. when you drive a Beetle, there's only so many names. This is true, too, if you want something cool. He does make it a statement. It's not a question, you're running. He does make it a statement that he's like, you're running. So there you go. He wasn't asking. You was. dumb fucking bitch. I knew I should have hated you from the start. Right? I should have listened to Jessica. <laughs> mm-hmm. Only I knew she existed. Fuckin. Oh, well. Me and yes. Harry are tight, okay? Veritable wizard of the obvious. And he's like, do you really think that's going to be enough? And she's like, mm, no, but it'll get me away from Ground Zero. And I'm still thinking, mm, okay, but again, we're talking like Ice Age. Right. right. Uh, ground Zero doesn't say like... <laughs> also, Ground Zero is the place to be. You don't want the radiation affecting you, like, too far away. You just rather die in the onset, right? For real, you know, Ground Zero. Is nuclear war. Yeah, no, no. I, yeah, I'm... You wouldn't want to die immediately. You'd rather just, like, the radiation to slowly right, kill that's you. Right, that's the, the idea, I think, is those people are hoping to eventually get far far away and, and, and outrun it, whether that's logical or not. Most people don't opt to stay right there and get me bros, but okay. Listen, any day now, Rush going to nuke the shit out of us, and I hope to die immediately. <laughs> well, okay. That took a turn. I'm so happy. I said it in an episode... <laughs> <laughs> I said in an episode, and I was like listing off world leaders, and I was like fucking Boris Johnson. But who knows if he's going to be in charge of the UK when this episode airs? And he wasn't by the time our episode (laughs) aired. I fucking knew it. Called it. Nice. Um, But anyways, she wants to get away from. Jason Kenny, you're up next. Please quit for real this time.
0: (laughs) Knocking him down one at a time. (laughs) (laughs) If it works. Please, let it work. Future predictions by Jess.
1: <laughs> Speaking For, of King Charles. So the Simpsons.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so Jesden asks uh, ask her what happened. Uh, not much to tell. I spoke with Mab and then with Maeve. I was on my way back to my hotel and somebody jumped me in the parking lot. I was able to slip most of his first strike and called up a fire to drive him away. Then I found your car. So... Justin figures that that was Lloyd Slate who attacked her.
1: Yes, because... And this is where he explains it here, right? Because he's like, yeah, I was with Maeve when he came back with the knife. And it had that gooey burnt barbecue sauce thing on it. And that's why Maeve got pissed, because she wanted the blood... And it got torched. So it wasn't so much that Slade was having that conversation. It was like, yeah, she's pissed because it's like if I can sent you to get this thing and it's useless because you let her torch it and completely dry it out and make it right. rubbish. That's definitely a hindsight moment because it wasn't yeah. necessarily
0: clear in the la- like when you're reading it in yeah. the moment. Yeah, because like, you guys both looking at his like, his recollection of it is kind of like, okay, yeah, I
1: guess that right, is yeah. actually Yeah, that's what it was. It was the, the knife that she got pissed about or whatever, mm-hmm. right? Um, so she's like, oh, okay. And, uh, so then she's kind of freaked out by that, like, oh, they were going to work a spell on me. And, um, he's, so she's like, oh, thank goodness I used the fire and wrecked it or whatever. And he's like, yeah, but, um, and then he catches her up to date on what went down at the, the Walmart and he's like he's like it uh, doesn't fit very well and she, because he's like Maeve because she's like um, that's what Elaine is because he's just thinking like the winter and the ice and all that kind of stuff at yeah she pretty much goes Walmart. no it was, wait, it was Maeve so like, she goes Maeve and he's like yeah and he's like I don't know if it really fits but like everything is kind of and she's like of course it fits like don't tell me you fell for her psychotic dilettante whatever and he's like No. Uh, No. no. (laughs) No. (laughs) I'm totally sorry to do that. (laughs) Where's the French toast? Yeah. And exactly, you know, it's like, yeah, it's like she's she is psychotic and a nymphomaniac or whatever. But exactly, it's like she is smart and she's playing on expectations. But it should be something Harry can appreciate because he's done that a few times, like when he met with Monica and she was all nervous, you know, he did the, I steepled my fingers in a wizardly fashion oh and I, you know, all this kind of stuff. And like, he kind of does that a little bit, you know, when Mab first comes in at the start of this book before, you know, it's same sort of thing. He's doing like his, you know, sort of wizardly mannerisms. And, old man wizard you thing. You know, and, yeah, exactly. Right. Sort of playing into the expectations. But, um, but yeah, but he's still like, he's like, I'm still not convinced. You know, he's like, it's a theory, but I still need to talk to the mothers, right? And he's like, um, you know, maybe they can. It's us, Elaine. Us a- it's us together. They took shots at you and shots at me. Yeah. You so and me all working together. And obviously us. we must be close because again, they wouldn't be trying to knock us off or, you know, worried that we would actually figure it out. Right. So he's like, you know, you've been tight with Summer all this time. I figured, you know, you and she's like, no. And he's like, no, you won't help or no, you won't go to, (laughs) they won't help. And she's like, no, I'm not. She's like, I'm not going anywhere near like you're insane. And this brings me back a little bit to the thing. And I was like, so Leah wasn't in a position, but Elaine, who is a plain Jane mortal and just was hiding out there for the last 10 years. She's got connections to get to the mothers, but not fucking Leah. Yes. That's totally different.
0: She's not bound to rules the fairy. It's so much different. Yeah. Like that Leah would be.
1: Leah, you may never come and visit the mothers because we're too cool for you. All right. Mortal, you can't do this. Ah, fuck you. But you still... I mean, again, as I don't said, know, I, the, they still have to sort of let you in. Like, you're not just finding the mother. It mother-wise. still makes way more sense to me for just, like, fucking wizards to do whatever the fuck they want, right? Yeah, Leah's bound to things But than it's not aren't. even just wizards because he's like... You might be able to... He's like, I don't know how to get there. You might be able to ask someone in Summer. So he's counting on her and her fairy connections to get her there. So it's still just... I'm like, I don't know, you can't get much more, con- I mean, it doesn't have to be even Leah specifically, okay, but maybe. But I'm like, you're not much more connected than that, like, maybe. Leah's like, I had to give up power because I had too much. Mother Winter doesn't tell anyone her address, but Mother Summer is like, oh my god, come visit me at, like, the fucking, next to where the baker lives, it'll be so nice, come out. So then everyone in Summer is like, well, we know where Mother Summer is, she invites us over for cake every day, but everyone's like, Winter Winter's like, I don't know where the fuck Mother Winter is, we've never been invited for cake, only they live together, so it's fine. Just saying. Yeah, I. I <laughs> it's uh, one theory that you can't disprove. <laughs> <laughs> because I would have to delve into the insanity that is an explanation in order to try and counter it. It right. made a lot of sense to me. So. Uh, yeah, I don't know. But, anyways, regardless, yes. He's like, you know, they can worse than kill you. And he's like, well, I don't really have a choice. So, yeah, she goes and she's like, "Well, I still have a couple of favors left. Let me go make some calls. So, yeah, so I don't know who she's so chummy with or whatever. Like I can say, i'm I'm not buying this whole thing, but whatever. She agrees, so he's like, but wait, you'll miss your flight. And she's like, well, I guess I'm not going now. <laughs> and I'm like, I love how people like this always do this. I'm like, I'm sorry, walk up to the ticket counter, try and get a refund or something, like, something, like, everybody just always, like, rips up their tickets or, like, throws their tickets on, like, restaurant tables and, like, movies and books and things. It's,
0: it's for dramatic <laughs> effect, really. I,
1: I, it's like, that how much I'm giving up. I, it's I, like that meme when it's, like, you get into the tax and are like, where are two missing? You're like, home finally going home and be like, okay, but what's the address? So yeah, so she goes and calls on her favor and out they go and she has nifty, she pulls out like rings and jewelry and earrings and he pulls out like his big staff and she's <laughs> like, still going with the phallic folk I, I see. And this is a straight up but They make bu- me feel manly. That's uh, a straight up <laughs> buffy line. Season two, episode three, School Hard, when we first meet Spike for the first time and they invade the school on parent-teacher night and Angel confronts Spike and he's like, oh, you've got all the big, whatever is his... Stick or sword or whatever, stick or whatever. Because uh, I think, yeah, Angel's taunting just go like one on one or something like that. And he's like, Oh, you're gonna use like the quarterstaff or whatever. And, and Spike's just like, It makes me feel all manly. And, <laughs> and this is totally like. <laughs> That's funny. Buffy's back. We haven't mentioned her for a few episodes. That's true. It has been a good long while. We have been. Good. Percy Jackson took over for a bit. It just threw the whole thing off. An old
0: Victorian horse-drawn carriage arrives with two oddly colored horses. One green, one blue, with nobody driving it. And and nobody notices the carriage
1: either. It's just magically sort of... Hidden so and everyone hell avoids it. Of a veil. Yeah. yeah. And it's not just like blue and green, it's like a sickly like corpse colored right. bluish. Yes. <laughs> it's you have your very vibrant, sunny, green grass and then you just have this sick corpse of a ugh. but yes, drowned corpse. <laughs> So, yes, and he's, he comes on, he's like, this is a hell of a veil, because not only are they not being seen, but it's subconsciously, as you say, making, like, somebody's about to pull into that park. Because this is a freaking airport, so it's a busy enough space right, right where they're starting from. It's I'm about to pick people up at the airport. I can't imagine just avoiding some spot
0: and for how congested yeah. it is. Oh, gets. my God, there's a
1: spot. They're like, you are literally running people over to get into that spot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Look at that. Why did my car drive somewhere else? <laughs> yeah. Harry, I don't know if it's happened yet, but it might happen if it hasn't already happened yet, when he's go driving invisible, right? And he's like, be careful because cars will try to st- swerve into yes. our occupied spot, That's right? Much, much later in life. Okay. But yeah, but it's like, yeah, it's like, but yeah, the fuck exactly. About horse and carriage, yeah. Because yeah, he's like, I could maybe sort of be unnoticed, but yeah, I couldn't stop people from trying, you know, being like, there's nothing there. You know, he's, he's like, like, I have to watch out. But yeah, this veil and Revers is, is so damn good that not only does nobody notice these creepy, odd colored horses and this fucking horse and wagon. You know, no, a carriage pull-up, but it's like, yeah, everybody is just subconsciously just steering clear of them, yeah. and as they start going literally down, like, the freeway or roadway or whatever they're on or whatever, you know, it's just trotting along, and everybody's just, like, hunky-dory, and <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, doo-doo-doo-doo-doo. Uh, And again, it it ends on... Well, I guess, yeah, we haven't gotten to all that because it says this is our ride or whatever. But um, she's like, just remember, Harry, I told you this was a bad idea. He's like, preemptive, I told you so. Now I've seen everything. (laughs) I was like, yeah. Thank you to our Patreon subscribers for your generous support. It's people like you who help us to do what we do. If you're not yet a Patreon subscriber, sign up today and get a fuck-ton of bonus content, kick-ass merch, behind-the-scenes outtakes, and more. Sign up today at www.patreon.com slash freeflowrambling.
0: Chapter 25 The mysterious carriage brings Dresden and Elaine to a mist-covered land. A raven leads the pair towards the location of the mothers, but before they can get to them, they find a unicorn guarding the way. After an altercation with the Beast, Elaine holds it back while Dresden makes a run to get to the Summer and Winter Mothers.
1: Yes. So, carriage takes off so smoothly that he doesn't even feel it. And off they go, and he, like, flicks a look out the window, and between, like, one breath and the next, they go from, like, Chicago streets to, like, misty lake forest area it's like a five minute ride yeah it's also boom there there no like Hmm. ripping open a hole in reality and jumping through just no wind trot 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 no speed just a nice little gallop and then you're there
0: and they find themselves in mist-covered rolling hills um he calls it very uh bakerville I'm guessing this is, I was guessing this uh, Baskerville Bakerville Baskerville That's
1: 70s shows That's what I was trying to think of I,
0: I'm so I'm guessing when, this is a reference to The Hound of Bakerville by Arthur Conan
1: Doyle Sherlock Holmes Adventure uh, But I'm guessing yeah, I'm, I'm totally the guessing The Hound, Hound of the Baskervilles I think yes. yes 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 Yes. Yes. That was the same reference I got from it as well But yeah That 70s so. show That's the transition Oh the, at the I, was uh, right away. I was like I was like When were we talking it. about the 70s shows Yes so yeah, it's all bleak and... Swampy. Dark and swampy. Yeah, creepy and, and you know, as Lane puts it, it's cheery. Hmm. <laughs> um, and then there's a raven. So she's like, you better not make any raven Edgar Allan Poe jokes. And uh, she's like, I'm going to punch you. Like, do you understand? And he's like, never more. So, yes, this must she's be like, the place. <laughs> this must be the place. She's like, don't make a joke about the raven and he's like immediately makes a joke about the raven while cleverly agreeing not to <laughs> but yes they start going through and after a bit they see light and they're like okay must be the place and then immediately a giant scary unicorn comes up like huge like a big old Clydesdale and they're like mm, not cool and it had you know like uh it was 18 hands high maybe more broad chest four heavy hooves ears and that was where its resemblance to a horse ended. <laughs> so it had the basics. It is
0: very ominous sounding.
1: It's very ominous. It does sound very. But at the same time, I'm feeling a little pedantic once again. It is not a unicorn. It's a tricorn.
0: Oh, I guess yeah, because it has more than one. It has
1: one. the hands curling ram's horns oh, on the I side. Don't her. And then it has the one big giant spike up the middle. Me so, a yeah, yeah It still got that predominant. Spiral spike, and the other ones are. But really, I'm like, it's not a unicorn. It's got three horns. It's a goat. Just, it's like a right. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's a goat corn. It's like Capricorn. I don't know. It's yeah. Okay. But anyways, yeah, it's creepy as fuck oh, and yeah, dangerous. I guess a pair of
0: curling horns like that of a big sheep, curved and round on the sides of its head, with the base of the, the from the base of the horn. So it's
1: yeah. Yeah, not a proper unicorn. Just saying.
0: Okay. Yeah. Okay.
1: Color rhinoceros, not a unirhinosaur. Triceratops. Exactly. Yeah, triceratops, but that's different. I mean, it is different. I'm just saying the whole. Shire. Reason they have a Shire horse. Yes, those are massive. That'll fucking stab you the shit. There you go. Shire horse stomp the fuck out of you before you comment on how many horns it does or doesn't have. <laughs> <laughs> maybe so but he doesn't say it's a shark he says it's a unicorn with three oh, horns
0: the way it's described it just reminds me of, like it would be something out of Pan's Labyrinth is how I sort of yes that, with that the like,
1: eyes on the hair. Yeah. also the thrushes, thestrals. thestrals yes Thestrals I like that's not thrush, Thestrals Harry yes. Potter oh yeah yeah no. okay mm-hmm. sorry, thank
0: you yep. took me a second <laughs> oh <laughs> sorry mm-hmm. yeah so Elaine figures the unicorn is a is a guardian and the two sort of figure out how to get around it
1: What did she say exactly? Well, she doesn't at first. Because, yeah, so he's busy talking about how horrible it is. And then, like, a fucking moth comes by. And it skewers it, this moth. Which, granted, is probably a big moth. But nonetheless, it fucking stabs a moth on its horn. Flicks it to the ground. And then pulverizes it beneath its, its hooves. This is a moth. Like, how did, like... That's uh, pretty, you know, it's kind of like when they cut like a hair or they like, drop like a piece of paper or a straw or something over a sword and it cuts it. Because normally mm-hmm. it doesn't have enough weight to, right? That moth is a paid actor. But yeah, <laughs> right? Like, it absolutely, because I was like, it does not have enough weight behind it. But yeah, but I love this line because he's like, uh, unicorns, very dangerous. You go first. But <laughs> she's like, Mm. Okay, maybe not. <laughs> and Harry is like a guardian. And she's like, obviously. How do we get past it? Blow it up. Maybe, but they might get pissed if we blow up their guardian. <laughs> he's like, yeah, okay, not. fair. So then he's like, so she's like, um, he's like, can you go distract? And she's like, mm, I'm fresh out of virginity. <laughs> 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 and he's like, okay, fine. Fair. And I knew that because, but he's like, I'm pretty sure because he's like, oh, they don't, um, if he'll watch us or a veil or something like that. so she first suggests a veil, and he's like, "I don't think they they Work notice us, but yeah, because it's basically oh, yeah, it's in got the no eyes. So why
0: wouldn't it? Yeah, no be able to eyes, you. right?
1: So he's like, "I think they like sense your thoughts," and she's like, "Well, uh, I totally would have gone for this shot too. Like this is like so obvious." <laughs> but he's like, "They sense your thoughts. <laughs> well, then you're safe." <laughs> ha, ha, ha um, so yeah, so that's why she's like, so yeah, and then he's like, we'll have to distract and she's like, well, no, virginity, and he's like, thoughts. And then she's like, great, I'll just think nice thoughts. Thanks, Peter Pan. He's like, <laughs> well, you got a better plan? <laughs> she's like, mm, no. <laughs> and they
0: go with it. And they go with it. Yeah. Just think really pure things. All right. Like, um, right. Like
1: it is White downy sheets. Um, <laughs> right. uh, she's like, like, well, it's God. different from the unicorns I saw in summer. It's less prancy like <laughs> yes that's the difference <laughs> well yes, unfortunately a wonderful thought. elaine goes off to do this and she starts like leading the unicorn away only she fucking sucks at her job she's not a good wizard and we don't like her as a person so the unicorn obviously senses that and goes to kill her good job unicorn <laughs> Harry, though motherfucker that he is, is watching and just as fuck save her. They go a while, and then he's, like, notices it's not working. The body language changes, the thing's getting ready to, like, skewer her in the back or whatever. Mm. So, exactly, he blasts out, and jumps out, and sends a shot of fire, but he's learned his lesson. He's like, just in case this thing can dodge my spells the way the ogre can, he's like, he doesn't actually shoot at the unicorn, he just sits it at the ground. Which kind of works. I mean, it does distract, stall, whatever. But at the same time, he, like, blasts, you know, this little mini crater or rudder, whatever, in front. And the thing just does, like, a 40-foot standing leap. Yeah, it's like, whatever. I can do this. (laughs) No problem. (laughs) And then comes down running.
0: (laughs) Straight into an attack.
1: Yeah. So he runs the fuck. And he's like, it was faster, but at least he was closer. So he, like, ducks behind a tree. And the thing doesn't even, like, pause. It's just... Just so straight, straight through, through it. The, the, tree, the tree, yeah, yeah. He's like, oh, I can just go through it easier than I can change and go around it at this point. Well, and I gotta give
0: Harry the the moment where he takes his staff and just whacks it straight into the the ankles, like ah.
1: Right. He's like, yeah, I'll right. just, I just, you know, that was kind of stuck in the tree for a minute, so at least he's got that going on. And yeah, figures it out. And he's like, well, at least on a horse. They're they're fragile or delicate or whatever. He's like, apparently on a unicorn. They're just a little tender. <laughs> so sadly does not work out as well as it should have but then yeah i don't know they don't do too much they have a little bit more but then basically elaine comes back at it and tries a different tactic and sends out a bunch of different rather than just sort of thinking and walking she actually like sends right. out a bunch of her thoughts well,
0: I, I thought it was kind of neat though that um when when harry the, the, when the unicorn gets really like pissed off with being whacked in the ankles mm-hmm. it tries to to attack it with the horn but but um Harry, I swept my staff up, a simple periquatra, and and shoved the tip past my body while darting a pair of steps to my right, avoiding the beast's oncoming. Wait, when did he learn fencing? So he
1: has done some. He uh, probably hasn't talked about it much. A uh, need- correspondence class? <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it Must have been. Buy one, bit. get one free. <laughs> <Fencing a monster. laughs> oh, lad. <laughs> lad, lad, lad. Yeah. Uh, because, yeah, I know he does do some, well, I mean, like, he has his staff all the time, so presumably he has somewhat learned by necessity or forethought to use it as, like, a quarter staff and stuff like that, but I know he's done some, and I, maybe not so much yet, but he does some with Murph. Like, I know he does some some training oh, and stuff with Murph yeah. at some point, point. But and it's possible we haven't really mentioned any of that yet, it might not have come up, so... I don't know. All all his prodigious movie watching up and down. <laughs> you know? But yeah, I kind of always sort of thought that too, that exactly, like, since that is what he has is this big giant and Ebenezer and stuff like that, that that probably would have been. If you're going to carry around a big giant stick, at least, you know, learn how to defend yourself with it or whatever. Learn how to use it, yeah. So yeah, I don't know how much of this is formal and how much of this is just. <laughs> I was still impressed. I was like, oh. Okay. But yes, yeah, so, well, something again turns. of that, that, uh, Dexterity, or whatever that he, like he's saying, you've got something that, you know, basically just like can blast through a tree. I was <laughs> like, yeah, you gotta try that pretty well to just kind of knock it aside.
0: As you were saying, though, Elaine draws the uh, unicorn's attention by casting a spell that sort of gives these childhood memories. Um, uh, when, it, when it touches things.
1: Yeah, and a bunch of like, little butterflies or something yeah. she sends out, or is it just little glowing motes? <laughs> like glowing motes. Glowing motes. Okay, maybe the butterflies something else. Yeah, so he gets zapped by one of them and instantly has this memory. Warm fuzzy re- feelings. Warm fuzzy feelings and oh, realizes that's that yeah, he's just experienced one of her memories, which... I hope, because he does mention the purse bumping against his hip. But no judgment, I've noticed a lot of guys are carrying purses now. An attache. And not even an attache, not a courier bag, not a fanny pack, not even a man. Med- they're just carrying purses. Huh. So, off he goes, so yes, finally works. And then he's like, again, kind of the same thing like he did with Murphy. He's like, I don't want to leave you. She's like, fucking go. Like, I'm holding this. Hi, thing. I can to hold it first. Get the so, fuck out. Yeah, first <laughs> of all, quit wasting time. Like, yeah. And secondly, exactly, she's like, yeah, I'm not going to stick around. Like, like the second you're out of reach, out of sight, out of whatever you need to be, I'm getting the fuck out of here, <laughs> right? And then he's like, "Well, she has done a better job of holding it so far than I have." I'm like, "Okay, well, yes, but you weren't really trying to hold it; you were just running from it so far." <laughs> so yeah, she's like, "Just hurry the fuck up, get to get the it others. done, go now." So yeah, and then the most annoying fucking is part slender, ever. Slender, straight, and beautiful Elaine. Disgusting. <laughs> Memories, uh, images wash through me. Dozens of little things I've forgotten coming back to me all at once. Laugh. Her slender fingers. Her face. Bleh We don't like her, hair What the fuck? Uh, uh Susan. <laughs> yeah. Remember what Susan? happened
0: to Susan?
1: Why are you thinking of.? Okay, because he's with her right now. I know he's it's watching, like his first and love and all There would be the nostalgia. And Harry yes. is this guy who just has to notice women and their fingers and their face and their nose and the breasts. Yes, like. I mean, don't worry. A few <laughs> chapters <laughs> ago. The outline of nipples. <laughs> right? Don't forget that. <laughs> a few chapters ago, he was remembering all of that about Susan. But, but then now he's looking at Elaine and remembering back to his, you know, teenage infatuated years. He saves it. I turned my back on her. <laughs> uh, great. <laughs> Left her struggling against the strength of that <laughs> nightmare's unicorn and ran toward the lights in the mist. Good job.
0: Run that towards bitch. the light, Harry. This concludes our episode nine point seventeen unicorn fodder. Thank you for listening. You can find us online at freeflowrambling.com and mcinellys.ca. There we have links to our other podcasts, social media, and other fun tidbits. Please subscribe if you like what you're hearing, and please consider supporting us through Patreon to keep the magic alive and to see more content. We are Free Flow Rambling. Conjure by it at your risk.